Nowadays, we put a lot of AV on the ones and zeros. We have to make sure that it gets there with integrity. They want more features, but they want to see less hardware. We're very much focused on others just as an industry. This is the Pro AV Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on market scale. Sound check complete. Let's go. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado, and welcome to another Pro AV Podcast. As digital signage becomes more and more ubiquitous, we decided to sit down with Patrick Jackson, Senior Business Development Specialist at NanoLumens. Patrick is a business development veteran in the audiovisual world, and he's helped bring visions and goals to life in the signage market. On this episode, we're going to talk about how digital signage has changed arena design and construction, why it's been so successful, and about some of his favorite digital signage solutions in different stadiums. How you doing, Patrick? I'm doing great. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, we're doing good. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate your time. So, Patrick, why don't we start at first talking a little bit about NanoLumens, right? We've had someone from that company on before, but I'm more curious specifically what you do as senior business development specialist and how that's changed as, you know, I think more and more people are becoming hip to digital signage and all its possibilities. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, You know, when we first started, you know, five years ago, we were really, you know, informing the market. We were, you know, trying to introduce the technology, the LED displays that we can create and all the options. And now as, you know, end users and you know partners have become more hip to led and as led is really you know improved now it's more of just you know keeping them informed with updates keeping them you know showing them different installations different ideas that people may have so it's gone from really kind of you know a, a introduction phase to now it's more of a staying on top of things staying on top of ideas trends things that we're seeing and just making sure that the marketplace is informed so yeah, now that we've you know broken through that first seal of getting this technology out there, how difficult is it, or, or do you even find it an obstacle to you know keep people informed as this technology you know is changing every six months, a year? Yeah, no, very rarely um, do we find someone that's you know completely oblivious to LED technology, whether you know how much they know and how much how aware they are of the technology that can vary but most people are like oh those signs are really cool and you know so you just try to make sure that you know they have all the information that they need so that if someone says led someone says you know digital signage that type of conversation gets going that they know hey you know i've got a guy you know nanolumens they're you know they've stayed in front and yeah we've had we've had some back and forth and um, i know someone that can you know listen to our ideas and really um you know execute on our vision so let's jump into something interesting I found on the NanoLumens website, right? There's an article, Don't Get Got by LCD Gotchas, right? Which I think might be a good way to, to kind of explain some of the things you're, you're having to deal with when you're trying to sell people on, on this kind of tech, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, there's certainly the, um, the upfront cost on LCD versus LED can vary, um, but depending on the right client, depending on the right application and digital signage can, you know, in the long run, um, really pay off. And, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, variables in the competition between the two, but you can certainly, um, you can certainly, you know, make up a lot of difference. Um, you know, the more educated your, your end users and partners are. So what are some of the things you find are, are, you know, common misconceptions from the people you're working with? Well, you know, it's just the common misconception is, is that, that we're, you know, that 
direct view LED is just way out of their budget. And, you know, sure, three, four years ago, um, you know, it took a special, special client, a special end user with, with a really, you know, dream of making a big splash. And then the cost, you know, would, would reflect that. But now as we're getting more competitive and there's more technology out there, um, there's certainly, um, you know, the price is starting to come down, starting to become more competitive. And, you know, you can, you can realistically say that, hey, yeah, you know, in a six-year model, you know, our technology with our zero-fail warranty and all that good stuff, um, it really is, you know, a more cost-effective method than, than a lot of our competition. Do you find that generally that, that now people can see this as an investment, as, you know, turning, quote-unquote, dead areas into, you know, something interesting and making that space work for them? Do you find that you're still having to sell people on this as much as, as maybe, you know, five years ago when you guys were starting out? No, you know, we, I mean, we've got, we've started having conversations with, with, you know, just about every, you know, major sports team out there. And, you know, at, 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 where we are now, it's just a matter of, you know, the timing and the budget aligning. Um, but everybody wants to, you know, turn that dead space into, you know, corporate sponsorship dollars. You know, you see all these different ideas and it's just, it's, there's so many benefits, you know, fan engagement, different kind of things, um, just to increase your brand and, you know, increase the way people see uh, see your facility. You know, even if it's a headquarters, a practice facility, or, or even your arena, you know, giving that experience, that one-of-a-kind experience, getting people off of their couches and back into the, to the stadiums and arenas is really, you know, what we're trying to do. So that's going to lead us perfectly into our main topic, right, which is we want to talk about LED and sports arenas and how that general space has just changed over the last couple of years. So maybe let's start with a place you're comfortable with. Let's talk about what is the Hawks facility over there in Atlanta doing that, that's got you excited? You know, they've got over 1,200 LED displays just in the inside of their arena. So what are you seeing there that's working? Yeah, you know, their, their, their strategy was, you know, they kicked around a lot of different ideas. Um, and their strategy was to just turn the whole place into just a big digital play place. And, you know, they did so well with turning just about every wall, every column, every seat has some sort of interactive display, so, you know, not just getting rid of, you know, the concrete and the brick and mortar of the facility and really just opening it up to, to any and all, um, you know, digital ideas. Because once you get that digital, you know, surface, that digital wallpaper, if you will, you know, the opportunities are endless because content is, is so amazing these days and it's only getting better. Um, that, you know, once you turn that into a digital, you know, workplace space, then the content can be king and the content can, you know, engage in the fans and make the experience just so much better. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. And what are some examples you've seen out there just across the country of of, of uh, use cases that really exemplify the innovation we're seeing in this space? Um, yeah, you know, I mean, what I've seen, you know, personally in my experience, I mean, you go out to the Braves new stadium, they turn, wanted to turn a baseball into a digital sign, and we were able to use our technology to turn, you know, to work with a partner to turn a giant sphere into a mostly digital display. And it's really the masterpiece of their whole whole facility. Um, you look at down down in Miami where there was a dead space that was it was actually a, a smoking section of the stadium and zero revenue, zero dollars. Now they totally retrofitted that with 
five or six column wraps, a large display with a DJ, a bar, sponsorship dollars going everywhere. You know, it's filled lines to get out to this previously unused space. Um, there's lines to just get outside during the games to get a drink at the bar, listen to the music, look into the bay. Um, and then you look up in, you know, sports bars, things like that. Um, just spaces that the 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 Celtics and the Bruins have a great problem. They have so many championships that they, on depending on which game night, who's playing that night, they need to use our technology to show either the Bruins, you know, pennant, Bruins um, championship banners or the Celtics championship banners. Um, so depending on who's playing, they switch those back and forth, and they're able to use our technology to, you know, customize their facility, their bar, you know, depending on which which tenant is playing that night. And that's what I thought was really cool. Um, and then you look up at the Football Hall of Fame, you know, turning just a giant columns that were the, the, the load-bearing support structures of the IX Center. Um, and they said, we can't, do, we can't move these without the roof caving in. We turned those into active spaces with, again, corporate sponsorship dollars, advertisement deals going on. I mean, it's just, you know, spaces that just an eyesore and now the whole the whole facility is lined with revenue generating digital signage yeah it's such a like almost obvious win-win if it's you know a, a, an option for someone just because of you know not only do you get that like refreshing update to your establishment but it's also super practical right it's bringing in like all this revenue like you're talking about and, and you've mentioned a couple you know uh, unorthodox or, or unique use cases is it sometimes difficult to get people to think outside the box and, and, and really consider these, you know, more unorthodox use cases? Sure. Yeah. You know, that's, 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 that can often be a challenge, um, you know, just, but I think with, with, you know, once we were able to get those first, you know, big clients, you know, to, to take a chance and, you know, once we get digital images of those, of those settings and those facilities before and after photos, you know, you can't help but notice how much how much of an improvement our signage you know made those spaces and yeah you know it can be tough to get people thinking outside the box but once we got those you know our sales team did a great job getting those first couple big big clients in the door and then now that we have you know images of that use cases white papers case studies all that stuff um you know now it's you know just loading them up with information and letting the pictures do the talking you know yeah yeah no for sure it's 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 really interesting to see how fast this has turned around to hit that state of ubiquity right because i i don't know that anyone was a hundred percent sure this was going to happen up until maybe five years ago yeah, you know, I mean, it was, it was, there's always been, you know, big scoreboards and, um, you know, that's not really our space. There's always been giant squares and um, there's less, you know, less expensive solutions for that, for sure. But once people really started to see some of these dead spaces, um, these l little utilized spaces that, that, you know, could be turned into revenue generating spaces, they really started to take off and you could really legitimately have a great conversation with someone and start kicking around ideas um, and really getting the ball rolling. No, yeah, of course. And and Patrick, before I let you go, I do want to talk about, you know, looking forward now, what do you think are some things we can expect or, or, or some trends we might begin to see even more and more of as we continue forward? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think the sky's the limit. Um, as long as people keep kicking around ideas and keep bringing, you know, potential projects to us, our engineers and our sales engineers and our R&D team 
are always considering, you know, always willing to consider whatever the, the clients um, bring to us. So it's just a matter of, you know, envisioning what um, what the future of stadiums want to be and what the what the general managers of those facilities want them to be. And, you know, the sky's really the limit. Any and all ideas, uh, we love to talk about them. So whatever, you know, whatever you've got, um, we'd love to knock around some ideas and have a conversation with you on it. And um, our team's pretty good about taking on any challenges. So, so yeah. Awesome. Well, Patrick, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I appreciate your time immensely. Hey, I can't thank you enough for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to articles, podcasts, and video content for your favorite industries. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado. Have a good day.